0: Hello, welcome to the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. I am so happy you're here, and I'm so excited for you to hear a conversation between me and my friend, Brittany. We are going into leadership today, but not your mama's leadership. We are talking about a fresh spin, a spicy take if you will, on leadership, and it fires me up. It makes me really excited to talk about because I have worked with so many women over the years who are leaders of teams um, and, you know, or just leaders of households, right? It can be, you don't have to have a team to, to be a leader. But specifically, I have worked with so many women who lead teams and who struggle to lead with teams and are looking for a new approach to leadership and a way to kind of like rein people in and get them moving toward that big goal in, you know, one strong united front and effort. And when I met Brittany and started talking to her, I realized that, She has the answer to this problem. She has a killer solution and she calls it radical leadership, which obviously you're about to learn all about in just a minute. But Brittany has led so many teams in the corporate space. And whenever she kind of realized that what she was being taught and the way things were typically done in the corporate environments, it just simply wasn't working anymore. And whenever she discovered radical leadership and a more like people centered approach to leading teams, it really changed the game for her. And that long story short was the catalyst for her starting her own company, which is called flourish together. And she helps other businesses lead their own teams. And she does some consulting. And luckily for all of us, she also helps online entrepreneurs like you and I learn the radical leadership method and apply it to our teams also, which is awesome. So anyway, to give you a little bit more info on Brittany, she truly is an optimistic, insightful and visionary coach who unleashes potential in teams to exceed their wildest expectations Like I said, she brings several years of professional experience in designing and moving cross-level teams to collaborative results-oriented action, and she founded Flourish Together as a commitment to helping organizations and people like you and I make a lasting, meaningful impact on people by creating environments where transformation can grow, thrive, and survive, her work has been driven by a passion to bring a holistic human approach into the workplace while accelerating meaningful change. So, if after this you want to go check Brittany out and give her a follow, which of course I highly encourage you to do so, you can find her at at Brittany Pom, Brittany Pomeroy, and that's B R I T T A N Y dot P O M E R O Y. On Instagram or at flourish together.net. That is her website. And here in just a second, you are going to be hearing us talking about her upcoming group coaching program. It's called Radical Leadership Coaching. And as I record this, there still are a couple of spots left. This is a super small, intimate, intensive group coaching program. It's going to be killer. As you hear this, the week that this comes out, It's going to be on sale until all of the spots book and it's first come first serve. So if you want more information on that, you can check that out via the link in the show notes or just go to Brittany's Instagram, go to the link in her bio, and you can check that out because it's going to be awesome. Now, without further ado, enjoy this conversation about radical leadership with me and Brittany Pomeroy. Hello, Brittany. Welcome to the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. I'm so excited to have you on with me today. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing good, Ali. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I'm so
0: pumped to talk about our topic for today because I've learned so much from you. And Ever since I started learning about what you teach and what you're all about through you, I mean, I constantly had the thought like, I have to get Bernie on the podcast. Everybody needs this because I have so many women who run teams or even if they don't have teams, I mean, all of what you teach can be applied to families and all the things. So it's just such valuable information. Like everybody needs leadership, help. And information and coaching, and you just have such a fresh approach. So I'm really excited to dive into that. Sounds good. Where should we start? I guess let's start with how I know you. So I've been following you for a while. you came to me for some help with your business. You started um, Flourish Together, which is your consulting and coaching business. And we've been working together and that's how we heard about, or how I heard about radical leadership. So I guess let's start with your background, like how, tell everybody about you and then, and then we'll get into the leadership.
1: So thank you for that. And I, so I started off as an educator for a few years. I loved people. I loved working with them, the psychology of it. And then when I ended up leaving education, it was kind of the same thing that carried through. I worked with or, you know, on teams for multiple years and, you know, I I still really enjoyed working with people and I was just very innovative, very just, you know, loved it. And then with Flourish Together, I ended up starting that company. I wanted to become an entrepreneur due to the creativity, the freedom, and ultimately a belief that was higher than myself. Mm -hmm. So the belief, it stemmed from for just years um, being in leadership and cultures that they felt toxic. And really, it was a lot of just old school conditioned leadership beliefs that can't survive in this day and age. And with the, this type of work, it just ultimately ended up hurting my health. It's stressful. You know, you end up carrying that over to your family by being tired Mm -hmm. and just your overall relationships, um, just they struggle from that. So and I knew that there would be a better way, you know, to be able to go. And it because it was just so old paradigm. It just seemed so old school to me whereas when I'm reading things like Simon Sinek or Brené Brown that are very research driven, very, you know, new age kind of a thing, um I just knew there had to be a better way. So with the old paradigm, a couple things that, you know, I experienced would be the use of fear to drive action, mm-hmm. or treating people like machines and numbers, or you know, only using external motivation. It's very top down kind of control.
0: So, you were so while you were in corporate, this is what you were experiencing like how you were being led, and how maybe your boss wanted you to lead your teams. It was that up down paradigm, the old, the old school method use of fear. And so, and I'm just trying to understand. So that was happening. But at the same time you were reading Simon Sinek and and Renee Brown, and you were just seeing like, there's this other way. Why aren't they using it?
1: Yeah, because it just, it doesn't, it didn't seem to be working. It just seemed like we were doing the same thing over and over. There was just a lot of stress, like I said, with it hurting my even like my relationships. It just didn't feel good. And so with, you know, with me working with teams and just being so innovative naturally, I was like, you know, there's there's a better way to do this. Why are we doing this the old way? And that's when I realized that it all stemmed even back to like the industrial revolution, just very, just old school, seeing people as machines, kind of rote learning. And you can even um, relate to that in the sense that with, think about your schooling. Like I knew when I grew up that teachers, like you did what you were supposed to do. When they told you to do something, you do it. When you have to memorize something, you, you memorize it. Otherwise, you get punished. So it's, you know, even just thinking about that, it's just that top-down, you-do-what-I-say kind of mentality. Okay. And then, so is that what was the driver
0: in starting at Flourish Together?
1: Yeah, and right right before Flourish Together, when I was working with a team, I got the opportunity to lead the team in this case. Um, I began to implement what I heard um, through a podcast and reading a little bit about the term radical. Mm -hmm. So with radical leadership, there is this new paradigm way. It's this, like I said, Simon Sinek, start with why, Brene Brown, staring leadership. I began to implement these new age, fresh ideas, really instead of top down going from like, it's like the bottom up of empowerment, Mm -hmm. And when I was working with the team, we, I'm very visionary, very goal oriented. And so we set a really high goal. And when we started working together, getting this cohesion going, doing this relationship building, really empowering, influencing, focusing, then it's like they took off. So they not only met the original goal, which like I said, was huge, even at the time they're like, no way. Well, yeah, let's, let's go. They met it not only so quickly that they—I mean—they exceeded it to the point where I was having to keep up with them. Like wow. I was like, okay, we need a new goal. Like right now, like we need to think even bigger—not even with goals and numbers, but it became like this overall big thing that they believed in to the point where we—I kept exceeding goals, and the team began to grow rapidly fast and have a huge impact so that's really once that happened and I saw the magic of switching from this old paradigm which is very much so in conditioning it's very much so a default of what people go to because that's even like how we were taught it's just going switching our mindset yeah, yeah into this new way of being able to do it this radical this switch Radical means just far reaching and extreme. And as soon as I heard that word, knew what I was able to do, I was like, That's it. It is radical leadership. It's taking this conscious self, this conscious leadership to a whole new level of consciously leading a team. Starting with self is absolutely important, number one, but being able to lead a team consciously, which means through intention, through purpose, you're developing leadership and culture. All of that is so crucial. And I just saw the magic of what it can do for success and for the group as a whole.
0: So did you get any pushback from management whenever you decided to drop the old? masculine industrial way and try this new (laughs) agey way? Where they like, what are you doing?
1: Once we found a good advocate for the team and they saw what we were doing, they saw it was different. They, but they also saw people believed in it. They're like, okay, we'll give it a shot. And um, they became our advocate. And and once they did that, saw even the little bit of success and wins we had in the very beginning, very quickly. That's when they were like, oh, and they were able to release control. Because a part of this new age, new paradigm is being able to relinquish some of that control and the very kind of micromanaging day to day, like releasing that. And so once they realize, okay, I know what their mission is. I know what their values are and how they're just rolling along. I'm going to support them. Once we got those wins, it just ended up snowballing and they're able to see the okay. success. So get that buy-in and then offer us um, support all the way around. That's incredible. So they achieved, they
0: surpassed this mm-hmm. huge goal. Clearly it worked. And then at that point you were just like, okay, more people need to know about this and you set off on this mission to help businesses to to kind of flip over their their old leadership habits and and discover this new radical way and at what point did you realize that because this isn't like a business podcast for corporate leaders this is for women with online businesses. And at what point did you realize that this was applicable, not just in the corporate setting, but online and for women in direct sales, anybody with a team really as well?
1: Well, I realized that as I began to have more and more conversations with people, with so either lead leaders of teams or people who seem to really have influence, people see, which yeah. influence meaning they really seem to impact people. People listened to what they said and did and they watched these people. The more I had conversations with them, um, the more I realized, I was like, oh my gosh even especially the great thing about, about the online sales or direct sales is a lot of them had been doing some self-work. But then when it came to leading a team, that was a whole other ballgame because you are leading a team of like even volunteers, right? You have to get them on board. You have to get their buy-in, the priority of their busy, busy day. Mm-hmm. and um, And they're coming from all these different areas. You know, it's, It's how do I get them focused and moving all in the right direction and really buying in? like, you know, this has to be priority for them if they're going to really meet their sales, their goals, this business success. Um, That's when I realized that this could really, this helped even bigger um, people than I realized in the beginning.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's applicable to so many different areas. And that's when my ears perked up because I've worked with so many women who are in direct sales or who are in MLMs and do lead teams or try to lead teams. And I've worked, I mean, I cannot tell you how many women that I've worked with that that was their biggest frustration was you know all of a sudden they they recruited all of these awesome women, but to get all of them focused and working toward one goal or one combined mission, it was like herding cats. And that was you know whenever you have your own business to run, your own product to sell. In addition to the recruitment aspect, and then you tack on this immense responsibility of leading even a team of of one or two people, but so many women had women, dozens of women, hundreds of women on their team. That is a huge responsibility. And it was just such a frustration. So whenever you and I got to talking and you had mentioned like, this is like, this is so applicable to, to women online as well, who have their online businesses and have their teams. I was like, Oh man, this is incredible. Cause I know like this is needed. And I agree with you. There are so many women that they read these books. They believe this new way of thinking and um like managing their own emotions and themselves but then they they get in front of a team and it's like they're using these outdated external motivators to drive and they just meet all of that with such resistance and it just doesn't it it doesn't seem to work for a lot of them so what have you seen I guess let's start with like what do you see people doing wrong and especially women who, who are running their own teams. And this could be, and like you said, this could be applicable to families as well. Um, but like, what what do you see people doing wrong? And then we'll get to your tips.
1: Well, you know, like you said, external motivation. It's, you know, it's okay to have some. So, you know, the rewards, you mm-hmm. know, we will reward people for what they do or upping their social status kind of a thing. So, you know, that is beneficial, but there's so much internal motivation that has to happen in order to really get it, not only motivating them and engaging them, but also long-term, because that's the other thing, is mm-hmm. these short-term solutions that you don't even realize, like you're just trying to bait them in and pull them in as much as possible. And then you really,
0: need to thing next yeah. week. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and so these external things, it, it, it's, it's all short-term related, whereas if you really get people internally and what motivates them, those could be all very long-term, or creating a sense of belonging that, you know, these are my people, this is my culture, those kind of leadership and culture-building um, techniques, those are long-term, which is what, that's what people need, you know, that's the infinite game that, that um, Simon Sinek talks about. Hmm.
0: what else do you see like because I'm just trying to for anybody listening who's wondering like hmm is this like I know I could probably lead my team better but like are there any red flags of things that they might be doing that they could be doing a different way that you've seen yield better results
1: Well, one thing, especially when you start getting under stress and you're just trying to do anything you can for some. So some people don't even want to do this, um, but end up resulting to it is using fear to drive action. And so you're like, well, gosh, I don't use fear. Well, what that could look like is it's also termed as, you know, burning the platform. Do you put a fire under their feet to get them moving? Like, oh, you better do this or else this or well, you better meet your goal or else, you know. You won't be able to feed your family or something. It's like yeah. or you'll get that's kicked out of the a very group. fear.
0: Yeah, you'll get kicked out of the group. You'll lose your status. You'll
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So those are very fear-based, you know, but you're like, but I'm just trying to get them to take it seriously. I'm just trying to get them to move. I need more movement. I don't understand why they're not moving. Mm-hmm. That is very, I see that a lot. And like I said, it's a lot of conditioning too of how we brought up to and under stress. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of doing that, it's a lot of switching that mentality to instead of fear, you need to really think about how to use Thriving and opportunity to drive them. So instead of a fire under their feet, it's like a healthy dose of urgency. So instead of, um, like, it just feels different when it's, you better meet this goal or else, versus, you know, it's like instead of saying something like that, it's, well, we're here because of our mission, you know, one being like, be um, beautiful. I've seen direct sales team being named that about being beautiful inside and out. So we're more than just the product. It's really leveraging that to, um, you know, there's this bigger vision here that we all believe in. And this is urgent because man, guys, we have something amazing to do. And this is what it looks like. This is what it feels like. Mm -hmm. And this is how it relates to you. And so they, when they see what it looks like, feels like, and they understand it to themselves That's what can really drive them because then they get it. They're on board with you. They want to move forward. Um, So it's a healthy dose of urgency instead of fear. So good. So focusing on the positive,
0: focusing on best case scenario. If they move, this will happen versus if they don't move, this will happen. I mean, you could focus on one or the other.
1: Love that. So scarce mentality versus abundant, right? Goes right right back to that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because you see that all the time. It's totally how we've been conditioned our whole lives. Um, And I think, I don't think there's, it's not like if you've been doing this, that, that you're doing, that you're a bad person. It's just something that historically it's been done a lot. It's what we've been taught in one way or another. And you naturally bring that into the household or your team or whatever, So, okay,
1: that, that's a huge, huge red flag. Anything else that you see? Um, I mean, just last would be just treating people like a number. I experienced this a lot when I was, especially when I was teaching, unfortunately, um, and a lot of teachers I'm sure can relate to this is you, I, I worked in a big district and I literally just felt like a number and that my students were a number. They were their test, you know, test results, It was all about getting that number up, which goes right back to goals and maybe like an amount they're trying to earn or whatever. Um, When you only focus on numbers, it's just, it's not looking at it in a holistic view. I mean, it didn't feel good. It wasn't right. I knew with as I knew with my students that they're not just a number. There's so many different aspects that go into this number than than them just being a machine and performing. So many different things. So it's like a whole context that's being missed around a number. And once you truly understand it, you understand this human aspect around a number, that's when you get that correct context to be able to move forward and have correct conversations about it because everyone can talk about it in a holistic way. Got it. So what does that look like? Let's say if somebody has, because
0: I know somebody's thinking right now, well, I don't want to treat my people like a number, but I have 100, 200, 300 people on my team. Am I, you know, they're probably wondering like, are they expected to get to know every single one and talk to every single one? How, how would you advise somebody with a, with a large team to not fall into that trap?
1: Well, one little way to look at it, you know, there's a lot of different ways. One would be that with being human and a holistic view, it's instead of viewing like a person as, okay, this employee or this, you know, this person does a job. It's about they are a human with interests. So it's not just about a job. It's about their interests as well. So really, thinking about with their, you know, what are they passionate about? What do they like to do? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just looking at the holistic picture and just, you know, what are some outside factors that might be aff- might, that might be affecting them?
0: Okay, so do you recommend like somebody have? I guess I'm just trying to understand and help somebody who does have that large team. Like, yeah don't so you're saying like even just thinking of your team and realizing and acknowledging that these are all different people with different lives, different challenges, um you know, completely different situations going on with every single one of them just acknowledging that you can come with a totally different energy whenever you speak to them, you can have more empathy for them um whatever you are pushing the larger goal, are you saying that that, that's really what makes the difference versus maybe coming across more cold and out of touch?
1: Yeah, it's about having empathy so they feel connected to you and they know that you're seeing them, that that you're hearing them. And also seeing what, you know, just like back to even like students or you think about your kid, how do you get them to do what you like? Well, what do they like? You know, What are they passionate about? What do they like to do? And really leveraging that, which then fuels that motivation to get them to move forward. Because um, I mean, think about if you if you do what you like or that you enjoy, then it helps to give you energy. It helps, you know, you can really leverage those strengths, that energy, and then as a leader, help put those puzzle pieces together almost of what is what are different people's strengths or passions and being able to fit those together into a way that could really fuel you forward mm-hmm. um, instead of, you know, well, you know, dude, you just have to meet this number. It's okay. Well, we have to do this, you know, meet this number. That's our goal. But what do you like to do? How can you utilize what you like to do or enjoy um, to really, you know, get some internal motivation going. So maybe somebody who is
0: more of um, an extrovert, Maybe, I mean, right now with coronavirus, this would be a little harder, but maybe motivating them to have more in-person networking events or parties or something more in-person because that's, that's one of their strengths. And then versus other people who are more extroverted and pushing them to really capitalize on the online space, which everybody should be doing anyway, but really capitalizing on that and, and just kind of just getting to know the different characteristics, even just personality characteristics of your other leaders and team members, and then helping motivate them in like a more personalized approach.
1: Yeah. And having converse and, having conversations about it. So people are open and know that they could share that with you. Cause as a leader, you might be able to see it, but you also can't read other people's minds. And it's um, so it's about encouraging them to, to express what they're passionate, what they enjoy about a certain aspect of their job mm-hmm. and you yourself sharing it as well. Um, and that could really help, you know, as, as well as create this openness and this vulnerability also creates a sense of, belonging to, and it shows that you care about each other and we want to help those that we care about. And so it all around helps to really bring people together and get a team moving and cohesive um, and, you know, just so much better than just a number, really motivation factor. Love that. Okay. So
0: if somebody were thinking right now, okay, I, I'm worried that I'm definitely acting from the old paradigm. How, what are some tips that you can help them shift and start incorporating this radical leadership influence into their current team or their family or whatever they're trying to do? And I know that we already went over some, but maybe you can just like reiterate them again for anybody who's like taking notes or just needs more help.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, So with what to do as a radical leader, that's very innovative, that leads with massive influence for success. So once again, instead of this top down, power and control, it's about a lot of just empowering and lifting people up. I mean, think about how much easier that makes your job, right? If you're really, truly empowering Um, It's all about developing leadership and culture, right? That's that empowerment factor. So a few um, tips for being able to do that is number one, listen, Mm -hmm. open ears, open mind. Number two, ask open-ended questions to get in their shoes because people really want to see, to be seen and heard. So really being able to connect with them, that you're listening with them. What would be um, an example of that? So, asking an open-ended question could be starting with you know who, what, when, where, why, um, the W's, and so having conversations about. Hey, you know, it, it depends on where your team is, especially mm-hmm. if you're really struggling. That will help open up the floor to what's really going on. If you ignore it, it's just going to get worse. It just builds up. Whereas mm-hmm. it, if you want to meet your goals, you want to be able to move forward, you get to the root of it. You figure out what's going on. You're listening. You're asking those open-ended, who, what, when, where, why questions, getting in their shoes. Mm-hmm. That gets that out in the open. It also helps you to then start to connect the dots for what's going on and what story being told. Mm-hmm. So that way you can say, okay, how are we all similar here? What are we all experiencing? Okay, here's what we're all experiencing and here's how we can move forward off of that. So you're being real. You're being honest. It's taking that story and let's rewrite it together as a team. Mm-hmm. And so number th- three, so instead of fear, you know, we talked about igniting purpose. Start with why by Simon Sinek. If you haven't seen that TED talk, it it not only goes with yourself, maybe even like personally, you're exploring your why. Why? But it also goes with your team and them understanding, you know, why are we here, what we do, um, doing what we do with in high morale value. So something, you know, here's our old story. We're moving into a new one. And here's where we can really unite. Here's our mission. You know, I used the example earlier of like a direct sales team that was Be Beautiful, which is Y-O-U in the middle, where they liked that as like their team name because, It's about not only the product, but themselves, building themselves as a person. I mean, and how many people could disagree with that? It's hard to disagree with making yourself a better person and, and, and growing yourself. And so it's something that everyone can relate to. It's hard to argue against. It then provides a vision for them. Like I said, keep it just short, simple. It could be your team name. It could just be a mission statement. Mm -hmm. Um, Something like that to really get unified purpose. I love that one. I think that might be my favorite because yeah, if,
0: if you can motivate your team instead of working toward that external goal to work toward bettering themselves and taking care of themselves and reading the books and the personal development and taking, you know, like that is going to naturally radiate into every facet of their life. So it's mm-hmm. another approach. That one's my favorite.
1: And then alongside with that would be high moral value and just values as a team that you reiterate constantly. And this I see um, missed a lot, especially with direct sales teams and that they'll have a mission statement, but what they're for, like, but what um, and actually, the really successful ones, you could actually see this in their language. Um, but I see a lot misses is this, this constantly using of team values over and over. So you're repeating words, the same value words over and over and over. And what that does is rally your people. It helps provide them a focus tor- back towards your mission. And here's all the behaviors that we are now connected by which that also brings in a sense of belonging because we all relate to these top, you know, five values that we keep repeating. This is how we live. This is how we do things. Um, and that is so that becomes really the driver along with that, ma- that mission statement and getting that cohesion that's needed and te- teams to be able to march forward. Mm mm-hmm. And then also, um, you know, we touched on so number four is just once again, just reiterating instead of just looking at numbers, it's encouraging that human aspect of a person. They're not just someone doing a job or someone trying to meeting a goal. But remember that they are a human with interests and also that we want you to be successful here, we could all trust each other here. We want your life to be better, not even just here, but even when we can't see you. That is really that human authenticity. You start, you know, there's meaningful conversations, that kind of thing. And that internal motivation factor where it's just so much more context around numbers and mm-hmm. so much more motivation and engagement. Mm-hmm.
0: It's like building a but, family versus a team.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And when I started the really, really successful team, that was my mentality when I went in was, we are now family. So here's what's going on. And that's when you start doing your mission and your values. And um, with even just that mentality, it is so, so huge. People will follow you. You have that influence. You're able to rally them around what you want and be able to grow quickly. Yeah. And then number five. So the last one is just remembering as leader that to stay authentic and who you are and human yourself, which just means that you're not perfect, that you're showing up as who you are as a person because people will be able to smell if you're not a mile away, Mm -hmm. they will know. And as soon as you put that up and you're not showing up as fully human is when they put up those barriers too, and you won't be able to motivate or influence them as much. So as a leader, staying authentic and who you are and then just keep taking action based off of your mission, that high morale, that value, Uh, based on just your conversations with them. So keep taking action based on conversations and in alignment over and over and over. And you just become that model, that example for your team. And that's what will constantly keep attracting people to you and bringing your team back to what that original cause is and focused. Because it's all about, even if it's not everything's not perfect because it can never, it never can be. It's all about that progress that meeting you halfway, right, because with values, it's not just having them and then we're done. It's about holding people accountable in the sense that I'm living up to this. You're expected to meet me halfway. This is our language we're even using day to day. Um, And you're showing that you live it and you're taking action. And that is just absolutely huge for influence and driving your team. Incredible.
0: Yeah. You don't have to be perfect. I think a lot of people, they think they get their hands on, they build this team and they, they put so much pressure on themselves that they have to be this perfect leader who doesn't make mistakes, who hits the goal every single time, who doesn't have bad days. When in reality, I mean, you're just setting a standard that's impossible to reach and people are just going to get discouraged and think that there's something wrong with them.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's, and what I see a lot of that, you know, touches on what you just said, it's, it's remembering that culture ebbs and flows, even during our, you know, most highly successful times when I've worked with teams is you have this like high as a culture, it's really, really amazing to see this, like this family bond, this, this unity, this all everyone marching in the same direction. It's so beautiful but then, you know, it's just not always going to be like that, which is hard. You're like, man, I thought we were great. We're like high vibing here. Yeah, Doing awesome. But you're going to have those ebbs and flows because we're all human and it's natural. It's just about constantly uh, picking yourself back up again and remaining focused on just that mission, those values that influence seeing them as humans. And that is the driver for long term success that's
0: so good yeah if, it's of course it's gonna ebb and flow everything's gonna ebb and flow but yeah you you finally and I could see I could totally see myself doing this where I implement these tips that you're given and then you know it changes my group and it's high vibe and it's fun and then the next meeting something just seems off and and I start stressing out like what's wrong I thought we were family I thought we were on the same page like we are human this is a real life experience just like everything else in the world, your team and the culture will ebb and flow. So I'm really glad you said that because it's easy to, as weird as it sounds, it that's so easy to forget.
1: It really is. Yeah. And, and that's one reason why I love these group coachings is to be able to bring these leaders with these teams. Like I said, it's not just about conscious leadership, but consciously leading a team mm-hmm. and how that in itself is just an ebb and flow So i love to be able to bring these people together within groups to not only learn, you know, the signature method that I created, but also to be able to help each other out and support each other. And, you know, me to be able to support them as it's ebbing and flowing, as we're working towards these just long-term success goals. Um, it's just, it's a beautiful thing to be able to support each other and community.
0: I love it so much, Brittany. I just, I I mean, I know about the success that you've had implementing this strategy and this framework to your own teams. And then now, like, I'm just so thankful. I'm so thankful that you are bringing this genius to the online space, because I truly think for my leaders out there who are struggling right now with your teams, please listen to this again. And like Brittany said, I mean, it's a perfect segue into this. You're hosting a group coaching program that is specifically for these leaders, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, so the, the title of is radical leadership coaching. So if anybody is listening right now and you have a team and is it for women with larger teams or does that matter?
1: Um, it doesn't matter. And honestly, it's it's as long as you have a team because, you know, you do this and you're going to keep growing. <laughs> so the earlier you know it, the better. And, you know, it's for all different types of the leaders of teams, including even if you're like you're new to a team. So it's not even has, doesn't even have to be like you're struggling yet. This These are going to be some key things to learn. Um, that will just, it'll help you long-term as you're in your growth for leadership and for for leading a team.
0: Yeah, this could totally be a preventative method too. You don't have to be in trouble struggling to learn more about this group coaching program. I agree with you. I think the earlier, even if you have two people on your team, the -hmm. earlier that you can learn this method and this approach, you're going to, your people are going to be so focused and excited about their goals to recruit and to sell that your team mm-hmm. will naturally just grow faster. And you'll be so glad that you're using this framework. So it could turn around a team from what I'm understanding, but it it can mm-hmm. also Absolutely. just set the foundation for whatever growth is going to occur, will occur. Um, soon after. So radical leadership coaching, this is something that as we are speaking right now, the week that this launch or that this podcast episode goes live, um, radical leadership coaching will be available. It's available right now. Um, and there are only 10 spots, right? Like this is a small knit coaching program, which I'm such a fan of.
1: Yeah, and I do want to just quickly note that, you know, we said it could be for new leaders if you're already struggling, but I I do want to encourage those who are struggling. It's very vulnerable to show up um, and be able to say how much you might be struggling as leaders. So many people take it personally, you know, like as if like they're bad, you know, like they just couldn't yeah. do it or they're not able they to, admit to keep it. up and they just can't handle any more work. I just can't do it. Those, honestly, I get chills even thinking about it. I love working with people like that because I tell you what, you're expanding so much energy on this stress and anxiety. We rechannel it. I'm not talking add on a bunch of stuff to your plate. We rechannel this to thriving, from survive to thrive. Magic happens because you are already expanding so much energy. Right. So being able to rechannel this, and to be able to thrive as a team, um, it just will take a weight off your shoulders. I have worked with just you wouldn't believe what I've seen. <laughs> so I'm and sure. be able to turn that around, it just makes it that much just awesome, amazing, beautiful to see. One of the reasons why I started my company and call it Flourishing Together, because there is a way to flourish together, no matter who you are, what you're facing. Never, ever be embarrassed about what you're having to go through. You feel like the whole world, your whole team's just pissed off at you right now. Everything's your fault. We, I can work with that. And I love to work with that because you it's just beautiful to see the turnaround.
0: Ooh, I love that, Brittany. And, and yeah, I, I could totally see too where if you feel like you're alone in your world and you're the only... The only leader that's struggling, you don't want to admit it. Maybe you don't want other people to know, but there's such power in getting around other leaders in different industries and coming together and realizing, like, oh, you struggle with this too. Oh, you handled that problem this way. I never thought to handle that. You know, that's why I'm such a fan of masterminds because there's just that camaraderie. And that's why I love that this is such a small program that you're running to start. And then there was something else I was going to say too. Yeah. The shift it's it's a, it's a total shift. Cause yeah, I'm sure there's somebody listening to this. Like I need another thing on my plate. (laughs) Like, yeah, like I don't, I don't need another thing. I was going to say something a little foul, but I'm not going to. Um, but yeah, this is, this is going to, help you and save you time and save you energy and just change the game for you. So I I love how you explain that. I think you said that so beautifully. Um, so yeah, radical leadership coaching y'all 10 spots, 10 spots. Um, so if you are interested, if you are, a struggling leader or not, or you just want to step out into your leadership with the best foot forward, please go and check out this program. It is incredible. Brittany is incredible. She has so much passion and a heart of gold for this. Um and where can people learn about this, Brittany?
1: You can find me on Instagram, which is where you'll find the link to the Radical Leadership Coaching and the Instagram handle is just Brittany.Pomeroy. So B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y.Pomeroy, P-O-M-E-R-O-Y. You can find me there. And it's a six-week group coaching program, correct? Yep. Six-week live
0: virtual coaching. Awesome. All right, y'all. Well, if you... If that interests you at all, I encourage you to go check that out. Um, But Brittany, thank you so much for taking the time to share this because even just this information I know is going to shift so many mindsets and approaches and, and it's just going to be awesome. So thank you so much for your time. All right. Thank you, Allie, so much. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening.